Well, g'day, good-looking people. This is episode 451 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Hegg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website. Trainsmove.com is where you want to be hanging around. It feels good to have your company. Now, this is going to sound like a bit of a an advertisement thing, but it's not. It's just my observation. I, I don't know if you guys have had a play around with best bike splits. I've been pretty sceptical over the years. I, like many, had a free account with them. And I'd probably jump on once a year or so and knock around with it and arm and ah and uh, nah, and click off as quickly as I clicked on. Anyway, I've, I've, lately I've just been knocking around, having a look what they recommend and stuff, and I, I thought, I'll get a month subscription, see what happens. You know, it's cheap as chips, I might as well have a crack, and all else fails, I'll you know, just take as much information from it as humanly possible, write it all down, and move on with the rest of my life so i so i did and having a look at the numbers and i'm thinking oh geez that 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 doesn't look right to me and i'm playing with all these you know weights roll resistance playing with everything and it just didn't seem like the the numbers were correct and i thought well i'll try it out i've got this thing for a month i'll i'll give it a crack and there's this ride in um Launceston, we call the locals call it the Scottsdale Loop, and if you follow Richie Port on Strava, you'll be seeing him doing it. You know, just about every single day since he's come back to Tassie, it's a 135 um, kilometre loop, but with over 2,000 metres of elevation. So you're you're working, and I've never been able to get over 26 k's an hour on it. It's it's just one of those real hard climbs, and then the climbs are. Um, you know, I think the longest climbs five or six k's, and it just twirls up and down. It's it's a pre- it's a really good hard day's worth of work. And so I thought, oh, right, I'll play around with this, and so I uploaded it to the the loop onto Best Bike Splits and mucked around with all the data. I wrote, you know, put in my weight, my wheels, my the type of tires. Um, I get up, I you know, I sit up for hills. I, I wrote down every put put. I entered all all that information into their algorithm to to see what happened. And I played around with it, what I'd want to do, and then um, I wanted to average um the intensity factor of um sixty five zero point six five, and just a good training day and it gave me all the numbers i needed and it pre- predicted i'd do a, a five hour ten minute ride and and, and you know I, I mucked around with it originally what would i do if i was in my full race kit um with my race wheels everything and i, and I still can't do what richie port does on a general average he averages 30 get on an average 30 k's an hour on this loop and i and I still can't, wouldn't be able to do that all within race gear. It's I, I got to get close, but not no cigar. So I was a bit dis, I was a bit depressed with that. But anyway, going back, I entered up all the correct information. It was a five five hours ten minutes and a couple of seconds. Now that I okay, so I wrote down the numbers, and it would tell you 
on a hill between you know one and two percent you got to ride this power to three to four percent ride this power you know list everything headwind tailwind so i cut that off and i stick it to the top bar of my bike and and off i go and i'm just sticking to the powers that it recommends and then it, it it's really good um at first i was very very doubtful very and i'm thinking well i've got it doesn't really matter i'm just i just want miles anyway today and i up get to probably the last five k's level last three k's it's definitely all uphill from my house and up up until that point i was just sitting purely on the power that they would it would recommend yeah and i'll come back to a bit of that in a second but in the last three k's i thought i'll bugger this I need to I need to feel like I'm actually doing some work here because it it felt like I was on a beach holiday, so I've just give, gave it a bit of a bit of effort in the the last three k's and I finished five hours eight minutes so or eight minutes thirty two or something like that so I was a minute and a half quicker than what it would rec- it recommended, but I did also get push it in those last three k's especially on on those hills so that blew my mind that it actually was pretty i reckon i would have been within just about on the dot too if i'd just stuck with those powers but it was by far the easiest ride i'd done on that particular loop and by far the quickest well not by far but it was quick the quickest ride i'd done and uh, it it was funny because this was also the first ride i'd done when i changed my garment i added a gradient on my garment so I knew the percentage of the hills. Now that is deceiving. Some of these hills. Now, if you're riding a very hilly course, and you get on a um, a very straight bit of road that's at five six percent incline, mate, that feels like you're right. I, I swore I was riding just about a flat i'm thinking oh thank goodness it's flat and generally this is where i would come and i, I consider myself a decent pacer um I, but on stuff like that i would be just thinking oh it's flat now so i'll just ride at my you know whatever the watts i had set where this was saying oh no you're on five percent i'm going really no this can't possibly be right five percent hill it's it's flat and then you go around and then you think well i rode a six percent hill before and that felt like a six percent hill this six percent is not feeling six percent so it was that was that took me by surprise so that was a cool thing i put on my garment so i'm going to keep it there it's just something i never i did it by sight I'd say you're right. I'm a hill. So there was the where I was going wrong in the past is those small gradient hills. Um, I had no respect for. I just think, oh, this is flat, and where where it could be up to six percent incline, where it just in my head thinking this is flat. Um, so and then also on the downhills, it made me actually work on the downhills, where sometimes I would just take you know take a micro nap and just roll down those things where it would have me riding but yeah i do recommend jumping on to best bike splits having a little play around with it it was really really cool so um and it's only as good as the data you enter into it i've noticed um so you you do have to play around with it a little and be a little accurate with it but it was surprisingly good and you can play around with weights and so you know 
if I had lost two kilos, what would it be? And if I gained two kilos, what would it be? And so it was really cool. But anyway, today's question comes from Armin, who is, you know, one of these really cool people, you know, these people you meet in, like, in, um, in real world, and you think he's just a genuinely nice person. Well, that's what Armin is. He he gave us um, for Christmas this really really cool bike floor mat that um, looks it looks just like the road, and it has on one side my name with the Australian flag on it, and on the other side it says Train Smooth. So just a really cool guy. And he brought my son a um, a cycling kit. So just a really cool dude. But he writes because I've he, um, I've been coaching him for a while. But he writes a question for the podcast, and I like that. Uh, I want to better understand your philosophies on how to set up my gym strength training. Um, below are the days I have had slash have sessions. Clearly, there is a pattern, and obviously, some reason legs focused uh, with twice a week. I understand the different times of the year and season will have different gyms focus and perhaps like none leading into a race uh during this time of the year for me why not do full body sessions two to three times a week is it because you were trying to manage my fatigue as always thanks um so there's a a few things here with with strength training, there's I've, I think I'm currently coaching fifteen or sixteen athletes, and most of them are on completely different types of uh, strength training. Some are some are in the in the gym three days a week. Some are in the gym one day a week and supplementing it with a little bit of stuff at home. Some. Um, just doing stuff at home. Some are getting their strength training through um, low cadence work on the bike, um, swimming with big paddles often, um, running hills. So there's a a variety of methods I'm using for various different athletes. Um, For for yourself, um, your... Training volume is on the higher side than um, for, for for a person your age. It is it's definitely on the higher side, and I and I like higher sides. Um, so it, the reason we're not smashing you to death in the in the gym is purely because of the fatigue side of it. We're managing that. Um, and just on a side note, you'll notice I've decreased a little bit in your um, course sessions this in the next couple of weeks because you're doing yoga three days a week so you're going to be hitting those calls core, um, core muscles during that and again it's purely to, um, managing the fatigue now just to give a back a bit of a backstory here Armin's just originally did um, six weeks ago did two very very big training weeks huge training weeks then we had a recovery week, um, then a, a more normal training week, which he was quite disappointed with. He just wanted to do six solid, massive weeks of training, um, which I like that. <laughs> I like the sound of it, but um, I didn't want to cripple him. 
Um, so we did these two massive weeks. Um, and when I mean massive week, there was three big long bike rides in the week. Um, you know, four, five-hour bike rides, three days a week, um, plus running and plus uh, lifting lifting weights twice a week, plus there was um, like two or three core sessions through the week, plus he's swimming three, four days a week. Um, so there was, a, there was a fair bit of volume there. And so we had, we did two weeks of pretty, pretty full on volume. We had um, a very big recovery week, meaning we cut the hell out of everything so his body can and mind can recover. We had more of a normal type of training week. And then we've gone straight back into two very big solid um, training weeks, like we've been calling them boot camps. And again, three three days a week. Those three huge bike, you know, good sized bike rides, four four five hour bike rides each day. Um, running, you know, gym, swimming, everything's piling up. We're talking twenty five plus hours each week. Yeah, and so we, and then he's got another. I should actually have his program up as I'm saying all this, but he's then he's we're going to have a bit of a recovery week and then goes back into normal training. So anyway, so that was that was the quick backstory. But when it comes to Jim, why aren't we doing um, full body three three days a week? When it comes to triathlon, I I don't see the value in doing the full body three days a week. Um, you look at bodybuilders, for instance. They're not doing legs three days a week. They're, they're they're in the gym six seven days a week, but they're really only doing legs one day a week. Now, as triathletes, we're doing legs seven days a week. You know, generally doing legs seven days a week, um, in in one way or another. We're you know we're we're cycling, we're running, we're um, pushing off the wall in the pool, we're lifting lifting weights, and so I I think we're asking for trouble doing legs three days a week two days a week some some that that can work for some some athletes and keeping that controlled um and you need a purpose on i should have explained this straight off the bat what's the purpose of the strength training we're trying to achieve for various athletes is it um to build fatigue resistance is it more of an injury prevention program is it to build raw strength? Is it to build power? Is it um, to supplement the athlete because they're unable to put the running miles in, that or or bike miles, um, but generally running miles. If we if I have an athlete, I haven't got one at the moment, but sometimes I'll have an athlete. I've had them in the past where they're a bit on the injury prone they're more injury prone so we keep their running volume down but we really increase their strength training and it's more of a you know injury prevention but it's linked more towards that um fatigue buffer so come race day they're doing an ironman or a 70.3 they can actually do that race at race intensity race pace race power whatever you want to put it and they're they're able to do it with about half the volume that you'd normally recommend for that type of um, athlete trying to achieve that goal. Um, so, but for yourself, we do the strength training more from an injury 
pre- prevention slash I want you to be a really strong 80 year old so that that's kind of where I lean towards more for you for yourself um, so, so yeah I hope that helps I I don't know if I've answered your question or not but if I haven't just send me another email and I'll gibber on some more if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com until next episode hooroo